Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for another week of the best, the worst, the in-betweens of being a kinship carer, a kinship kid, and again, everything in between. <clears throat> As always, if you want to get in touch with us, the easiest way is through our social media, through the Facebook, the Instagram, the new Kinship Pod uh, Twitter. Uh, you can do it through our website. Uh, wherever you're subscribing, you can always comment, subscribe, obviously like. Uh, we'll obviously always make uh, notes of things like that. Or you can just email us on the, the, the email <coughs> that's attached there. So lots of ways to get in touch with us now this episode is going to be looking at a new um a new document new uh, new study that's been just released uh called forced out by sam turner from the kinship charity and it's basically about delivering equality for kinship carers in the workplace and this is something that's really um it's something that's really important and one that really really gets overlooked uh so this is a a document that's been that's been set up just looking at it interviews a lot of people in regards to kinship uh what their thoughts are about the fact that nine times out of ten <clears throat> most kinship families have to in some way or other uh, give up a job or give up uh, a position in order to become a kinship carer and I've commented on this uh, previously in other episodes about how you know when kinship, what, what generally a lot of, this is what happens. You know, it happened to myself. You know, we were a, a two-income family. The kinship uh, situation happened, and my wife gave up her job, and <clears throat> and then it's never really been explained as to why there's no like-for-like compensation it's more a case of in order for you to look after your child you have to make this sacrifice and it's really sad in some ways if you read this document one of the things that's brought up uh, quite frequently is how so many people are living in in poverty because of this and you know it sounds it sounds dramatic to say oh they're living in poverty what about well the fact of the matter is if you think about it from the logical point of view of if you have uh, generally it yeah, if you've got a two-income family, the two income is probably equal. If 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 not, usually one is is higher than the other, but they usually be equal. Now, with that, you're you're then asking that family to lose probably potentially around about ten thousand, if not more, in income for that year. Now there is certain benefits and things and. A, a, things that you can apply for obviously with SGOs there is um <clears throat> there's payments and, and things like that but again yeah we hear this a lot that this isn't a universal thing this is why we always say in regards to in regards to kinship it would be great if everything was the same if it was a case of if you're an SGO you get this if you are this you get this everyone gets it no matter what doesn't matter where you live it's it's a government thing rather than an authority thing because uh, a lot of people have been saying recently about how one of the reasons why if if you live in Liverpool you get this much money if you give if you live in this you get more money less money but then if you live in this area it's you don't get anything and a lot of people have been saying it's because in the budgets of these authorities they don't have the budget for these additional funds and uh, <clears throat> and it should be argued that well if if we if we didn't step up if we didn't do this what would happen to the child then obviously what would happen is they would have to be put in foster homes care homes with foster carers and the cost of that is probably three four five times more than what we would ever see in regards to income you know i've said this a number of times about how you know i had to fill in a form um a while back 
And when I said, because we're classed as, well, my wife is classed as a foster carer, because that's the only way we can cast them uh, in regard to unemployment. And when I told them what they earned, what she earned, just in regards to that, she, she was stunned because in her experience, whenever she's dealt with foster carers, they've usually made a, quite a lot of money. And especially if you're an emergency foster carer, if you're just someone who takes in for two or three weeks, you know, in emergencies and things like that, you know, you can see yourself earning you know, three, four, five hundred pounds a week just by being there and essentially having like a room or an area where this 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 child or whoever it would be can be and this isn't a jealousy thing that's the thing that i do want to make this is not a jealousy thing this is not a we want more money thing this is definitely 100 percent a case of we want things to be fair now the um <clears throat> the document as i say it's called kinship forced out um it starts with probably one of the most devastating statements it was from an sgo uh obviously all of these statements that are on here are all um are all anonymous but this i have to read this out because it says kinship carers are not recognized within the workplace in the same way as maternity or adoption employers will fail to recognize the impact of individual on individuals and families who take on the role of kinship carer and how time is needed <clears throat> to make relevant adjustments. Kinship care is undervalued in all aspects of society, from employment to local authority support. As family members, we are just expected to be grateful, to give up our hopes and dreams for our future, and live in poverty to raise the children of our relatives. And I read that, and not only did I relate to that, I found that it was the probably to even have someone admit that, is very devastating. I, I sit here and I go, okay, we're, we're, I pay, we as a family, we're not living a, a we're not we're living from hand to mouth. We're not living in food banks, things like that. But when you consider, <clears throat> when you consider the like the, the the money that we would have lost, you know, when you consider the, you know, for me personally, I mean, I'll give you an example because one of the things they talk about is about how workplaces don't acknowledge kinship, and yet. That you kinship is generally treated like fostering, like adoption. In the same breath, it's always mentioned, but it's not given the same kind of thing. I found out um, many years later, to my sh to my annoyance, was that I could have applied for paternity leave if I if I if I if I was able to in regard to being a kinship carer, because they would class it as fostering because that's what we were doing. It also, potentially, I would have been able to get. Like the full maternity leave, where the like one parent gets, uh, you know, my, my wife would have got maternity leave, you know. And when you consider that, you know, if you're going to treat us like a parent, then we need to be treated like one, we need to get these things that we would be able to apply for. Maternity leave is generally what six months to a year of full pay, and then you sort of go from there. And you know, it's not to say that that that, that, that would solve everything. But it would certainly mean that for that first year, we wouldn't have to worry about things. You know, I the number of people who say, "Well, I don't know whether I'm whether I'm allowed to apply." You, I, I always say the the scariest thing is just how much or how little kinship carers actually know that they can apply for things like child benefit. They can apply for certain other benefits that they can get, uh, travel passes, anything that will help. We're not told about. And I, we, we say this all the time, you know, if they're going to treat us like parents, we should have all the rights. That's fine. If they're going to treat us like employees, again, we need the rights. 
you know, there was a story recently about a um, a kinship carer. She became a kinship carer, left the job, became a kinship carer, and then she fell ill. So she decided to go and um, claim on her insurance, which she thought she had through work. But of course, as soon as she'd quit work, that no longer existed. She didn't have health insurance. It wasn't like paid for for the year. It was a month by month thing. So when she went to go and apply for this, it wasn't there. She had no options but to go into the NHS and be sort of sat in a, in a line of, of hundreds of people. And that's the thing that people don't really realize. There's there's certain benefits and things that you get from working. Again, as I say, generally, I mean, my wife gets a, a like a, um, a pay slip every two weeks to say from Liverpool City Council, this is how much we're going to pay you. You are this, you are basically our employee. But it doesn't treat her in any way like an employee. It doesn't make into consideration things like pension or benefits or anything of that nature. You know, if you are an employee of Liverpool City Council, you will be on pension schemes. You'll have benefits, you'll have rights, you'll have extra things that you can apply for. That's not the case when it comes to being an SGO or some kinship. You you don't get any of that. And this... um, this is definitely something that needs to be looked at because when you consider, you know, I, I look at it from my point of view of I, I look to retire in maybe 20, 25 years, but I don't really know whether I can. You know, I, I, I obviously have a pension that I'm paying into, obviously through the work. You know, it's not going to be a huge amount, but it's going to be something there. But when you consider we, we can't take our state pension until what was 70 65 75 some you know, whatever the ridiculous age is these days so you know I, I speak to so many people who are in their 70s 80s who still have to work and it's not because they love their job or well, sometimes it is but it's not because they love their job it's because they physically can't afford it they can't afford to not work and not have an income come in and it's really sad in some ways Uh, not just some ways, in every way, that people can't think about the future like that. I have to sit here and think about the fact that because my wife's not working through a company, she won't have a work-based pension that she can cash in when she turns 60 or 50 or whatever it would be. Uh, So when we think about all these other people who, once they've cashed in their pension, they get a lump sum and they can pay off their mortgage and that, we don't have those kind of options. The pension that I get will be probably what I live off for the rest of my life, hopefully. Um, you know, it's been proven time and time again that state pension itself, what, £200 every two weeks or something like that, it doesn't cover a whole lot. It really doesn't. You know, if, if you actually look at a lot of people's pensions, they're between nine and £12,000. You know, it's... Um, and that's in regards to a state pension. The only time, the only way people can live comfortably is if they've you know, been able to you know, rack up the savings or potentially have a really, really good pension. Um, and it's it's a sad in a way. And there's no help in regards to that with this um, with with being part of kinship. You know, the um, the as I say, the study itself it covers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight people. It looks like, uh, and it's just them talking about obviously the things that have happened to them. Um, it's 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 really it's more when when I read this, I didn't realize that we're going back to like two thousand and nine when it was first explored that most grandparents were having to give up jobs in order to become kinship carers, and then there was an um, you know a, a document was published in twenty twelve. Uh, and then it was obviously 
part of the uh, the cost of living report, which was in 2022. I mean, it's really quite astonishing that even in this day and age, we can't consider that there must be some level of of of, of financial rep, recompense recompensation that can happen from becoming a kinship carer because at the end of the day if we are workers and that's basically what we're being classed as then we we should have rights we should have be able to strike for example you, you hear a lot of these people who are striking in the post office and the doctors and everything and a lot, lot of the times they're not asking for the world they're not asking for a hundred thousand a year or whatever it will be they're not asking for a hundred percent pay rise they're asking for like 10, 5%, 10%. They're asking for the bare minimum just to get them in line with like the interest rates. That's all they're asking for. But they don't actually, you know, at the end of the day, if every doctor decided, well, that's it, I'm not, I'm not coming into work for the next two weeks, this country would fall in on itself because obviously other than the people who can afford your private medical care, I suppose they would be striking as well. You know, we would lose hundreds countless thousands of people just in regards to that um if if us as kinship carers if we all decided right next week we're all going on strike and what that would mean is we're going to go up to our local authority and we're just going to put the child there and say right we're not doing it for the next five days you know the whole care system would fall in on itself it can barely cope with the amount of, you know, if you go around any, obviously in Liverpool, you go around any, there's usually bus stops and everything with, you know, foster caring. Can you foster? Can you adopt? Can you be part? Can Do you have a spare room? This is the type of thing that really, um, really I hate is the fact that we're not given that kind of respect that we are doing basically the job that the authority should be doing, you know, at the end of the day. You know, they, they've decided to put them with us, and it is generally the best thing to do. But we're not getting compensated in the right way. Um, now, again, as with everything else, it's not a case of us saying, right, well, I want um, 20 grand, I want 15 grand, I want 100 grand, I want this. It's about sitting here and actually saying the sacrifice of eight, you know, sometimes 18 years of income. You know, if you actually start thinking about that, you know, most people, you know, have that kind of um that you know, they've got the they get the child at, at zero and then obviously they've they've got that child for 18 now obviously you know, being a kinship carer does not end you're always going to be a kinship carer you're always going to be looking after the child you know as you would with a normal uh you know with a normal child with a regular you know child um but you know, that, that's not to say that we shouldn't be helped in that way so even if we were just given the advice, you know, to, to be told, you know, at the, at the end of all this, you're not going to have a, a, a pension. Let's start put, pushing you towards getting your own personal pension or something of that nature. You're looking at savings, looking at, at help like that. Um, you know, it, it's really sad in a way when we have these discussions and the first thing they come up with is, oh, well, how much do you want then? And that's kind of, it's such a smack in the face to us because a lot of the times it's not money that we want. It's the the security, it's the benefits, it's the the pensions, it's the aftercare, it's the, it's, it's the you know, being able to, you know, I, I would probably give up. It, or yeah, if you if you said we can either be compensated or be able to get something like healthcare, 
you, there's so many children in the kinship care system who have other issues that when we get put onto the NHS, it's a long and winding road that we never find anything from. To be able to say, well, actually, I'm in such and such a like private healthcare. Let's see what they can do. You know, that would help so much. And again, with pensions, so that we don't feel as though you know, for 18 years. I mean, even even if you're doing the basic, you know, the basic pension, you. Know, I know for a fact that in 18 years, I'm going to have, you know, probably, I think it's about 10, 15 grand in a pension, something like that. Well, you know, that's that's going to be lost. You know, so the, there needs to be some level of understanding and acceptance that the things that we're doing, you know, are saving. You know, we, we did, we, we've done this discussion before about how much money that we save this 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 country just by taking these kids in, uh, and you know people say, oh, you know, like 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 the the the, the quote said, you know, I, you you you're meant to feel grateful, like oh, you know, it, don't worry, don't worry about me. I'm just happy to have the child, and we are, we're we're so happy, we're so you're blessed to have these children, and they they really do help and everything else. But you hear the stories about people who do live in abject poverty because you're looking after a child is not cheap you know it's it really not it's not cheap at all it's not cheap to get them through school uniforms it's not cheap to feed them it's not cheap to go through christmases and birthdays and and holidays and all these other things plus you've got to take into account all of the things that you have to do while being a kinship carer you're going to contact going to these meetings going on training courses being told you need to do this you need to do that you're having meetings with social workers and teachers and schools and all of these people trying to have to explain you again you just if you're gonna you need to treat us one way or the other if you're going to treat us like a parent we need all the rights we need we need to not have to you go into like a phone call for an hour with someone from the social services or the benefits office or whoever it is trying to explain what a kinship carer is because that's what gets to us that gets to me anyway is having to explain that no we're not we're not technically yes we're not the birth parent you we're still entitled to these things because there is that slight loophole because of it you don't close the loophole make it make it proper that this is just the way it is um you know do things like you know, I mean here you know, when you're a foster carer when you 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 get your here in Liverpool you get your council tax paid you know it doesn't seem like a lot but when you consider council tax can be one two I think it's one thousand eight hundred here in Liverpool you know that's a significant chunk of money that I could that I would happily happy happy to save you know if if it meant you know I would happily take some of the little benefits the little extras that we get just to make life a little bit easier and sometimes that's all we need you know it would be wonderful if we could say like i'm giving up a twenty thousand pound job i want you to pay me twenty thousand but we know that's not going to happen we know that they'll probably just say well if that's the case we'll just put them in the care system it's cheaper for us but even if there was some level of agreement of we will compensate you a third of your wage half your wage something of that nature you know where at least we get more um acknowledgement and that's you know, so when you think about you know if we are meant to be employees we never get assessed we never you know i i i as an employee every week every month i have to have a sit down with my team leader and he'll tell me about my stats and my calls and my this and my that and i'm doing well and i'm doing bad you need to improve you know i have to do that every month 
you know, kinship carers don't do that. We could be doing a terrible job, a great job. We don't know. We we don't know. Uh, you know, all we can go by is 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 the fact that we still have the child and everything else is is going by. But if we're going to be treated like employees, we need to be treated like employees. We need to be. You know, have these meetings. We need to have a supervisor we can go to, having someone we can go to, just just to say, look, I'm having a problem. You know, I don't know what to do with this. You know, he wants to apply for university. What do I need to do? You know, you know, these forms are not designed for kinship care, or kinship kids or anything like that. And especially when when they do want to go into further education, you know, this is another issue in itself of just how do you fill in paperwork when you're a kinship carer? A lot of times it's, do you put yourself down as guardian? Do you put yourself down as parent? Do you put yourself down as auntie or uncle or sister or brother or whatever it would be, grandparent? Um, you know, it's hard. It's really hard. And I, I, I definitely think that something needs to be done to make it easier for us. Because what's going to happen is people are going to start refusing. People are going to hear our stories and they're going to see how difficult it is, how, how difficult it's made for us. And they'll say that they don't want to do it. I've said this time and time and time again. Fostering and adoption is generally a choice. It's generally something that you've sat down and you've thought, I want to foster, I want to adopt. No one chooses to become a kinship carer. But if you have to if you have to be sat there with that choice and then you go and have a look online at what people are saying, the negative things that come out of it, I actually can't remember other than other than some nice you know, testimonials through charities and things, I can't remember the last time I heard positive things coming from kinship. And that's the really sad part of, about it all, is that you know, it, it feels at times like there is no positives. It's all meetings and filling in paperwork and going from one person to another, going through hundreds of social workers, having to go through court cases, having to go through training, and then being told the train's not available, and then not being supported in any other way. And then there's no aftercare. There's you know, Then there's the financial aspect of it. You look at it and you go, at least if I was fostering... It, 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 at least I would have these avenues. At least I'd be considered an employee. If I was adopting, there's a, you know there's so much there that can help you with that before you start thinking about adopting. You know, if you're having your own child, you know it. There's so many people you can speak to, but when you are doing this, you are in such a blank area where you don't know about whether you're entitled to maternity leave, paternity leave, whether you're entitled to your employment benefits whether you've got to give them up can you go back and work you know a lot of the people have said you know we were told ourselves you're not allowed to work while you're a kinship carer one thing i would say just to take this away if you are told you can't work while being a kinship carer that is an absolute lie yes it's difficult it's more difficult but there's nothing to say that you can't reduce your hours, work one day a week, at least still have that connection to work so that you can still get that pension, still get those benefits, still get that uh, that extra little bits and pieces, give the, the time away from the kids, whatever it would be, you know, at least you've still got that, that you can take a sabbatical, that you can you know, figure out what's going on. You know, it's if you're if you are being told like we were that you can't work while being a kinship carer, then that's an absolute ball-faced lie. You know, there, there's no such thing that you you can work while being a kinship carer. Again, it's difficult. It's harder. Absolutely. So ask any parent. You know, you, you you can you can be a parent and you can work. I know people in my work at the moment who do split shifts where they will you know they'll they they do 
you know, they'll, they'll take the kid the, the kid to school they start work at half past nine they finish at like half past two they take this they, they pick up the kids they give them the tea and then they finish like the last three hours at like six o'clock you know, there's nothing to say that companies will not work around it and i think these 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 thoughts about you have to give up work in order to become a kinship carer actually make things more difficult probably even more difficult than they should be um so it's definitely I, I would definitely say it's, it's something that needs to be to, to be read i uh, say so i will i'll put the link on the um on all the pages and everything i'll i'll, I'll make this uh it, there's been quite a few bits if you follow us on instagram you follow the kinship charity on instagram there's uh there's quite a few bits and pieces regarding that because there's been quite a vocal uh, thought uh, over the last couple of weeks um but as always you only get to touch with us the easiest way is through our social media or you can contact us through whatever you're listening to this podcast you can email us go through on our website i say the easiest way is through the social media which is the facebook the twitter the uh, the instagram but please uh, do contact us anyway if you have any questions any thoughts um i hope you did enjoy the the the, the, the recent um episodes on taxes as i say if you have any questions regarding that if you have any thoughts opinions if you just have a query you 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 don't want to be on hold for an hour you just want a a simple query i might not know the answer but i might at least be able to point you in the right direction which is sometimes all that's really needed Uh, so thank you very much for listening my name's david and you listen to the kinship care liverpool podcast